Hey guys, in today's video I'm going to be telling you a really awesome story. This was a story that I first heard told by Joseph Campbell and since then I've read the story in its entirety in the Upanishads and so I want to share it with you guys. So please stay tuned. So this story is called the Humbling of Indra, and it's told in the Brahma Vivarta Purana. Okay, this is an ancient Hindu story. And in order to tell you this story, I have to introduce you to just a few Hindu ideas. Number one, it's important to understand that in Hinduism there is one God, but this one God reveals himself especially through three distinct deities, Vishnu, Shiva, and Brahman. Now according to the cosmology of the ancient Hindus, Vishnu is the Supreme Lord and he sleeps upon a cosmic serpent which is out there in the infinite world ocean. And as he sleeps on this serpent he dreams and as he dreams a lotus flower grows up out of his navel and then on this lotus flower seated in meditation posture is the god Brahman. And Brahman with four faces facing in all of the directions opens his eyes and projects out the dream of Vishnu. And it's this dream which is responsible for the entirety of the universe. Now within this there's also the god Shiva and it's Shiva's job to exist within the universe and to destroy the universe at the end of time. Now underneath of these three supreme deities is a host of other deities who are known as Devas. And these devas are lesser deities. They're deities comparable to something like the Greek gods, like Zeus and uh, Aphrodite. And the king of these gods is called Indra. He's comparable to Zeus. So at certain times in history, Vishnu will come down from his paradise. It is time for me to appear upon the earth to protect the good and destroy the evil. Do not fear. And from Vaikuntha, he comes and he becomes incarnate within a human being within this world. And it's that incarnation which was referred to as Lord Krishna. Now, the beginning of this story starts with just this Krishna sitting in a garden with his wife Radha. And Radha, she says, Krishna, please tell me a story. Please tell me a story about your time as the Supreme Lord. And Krishna says, oh. I'll tell you a lovely story. He says, this is the story of the humbling of Indra. Now a long, long time ago, when the universe was just made, Lord Indra was seated upon the cosmic mountain as the supreme king of creation. But at the time, Vitra, this evil serpent, had enclosed all the waters of the world, and so the whole world was in really bad shape. There was drought everywhere. And so Indra, took one of the bones of another god and used it to create the thunderbolt. And then taking the thunderbolt, he threw it into the serpent Vitra and destroyed the serpent and the waters flowed out and nourished the world. And the gods celebrated. There was a great jubilation within the celestial city of the gods and the cosmic mountain. But in this time, the city had fallen into great disrepair. And so Indra approached Vishvakarma, the carpenter of the gods, and requested that he would begin repairing and fixing up the city. 
And after a year, Vishvakarma had done amazing work. He built pools and towers. There were gardens and palaces and roads, and everything was encrusted with jewels and diamonds. And it was just a beautiful paradise. But Indra wasn't satisfied. And Vishvakarma couldn't leave the city without Indra approaching him and requesting some new project for the next day. And so Vishvakarma became really upset because he realized that Indra was immortal and he was immortal, so this job could go on for quite some time. And so Vishvakarma goes to Brahman, who is sitting upon the lotus flower and who is meditating and projecting out the dream of Vishnu. And he approaches Brahman with his hands in prayer and explains to him his situation and Brahman says, I'll approach Vishnu about this, don't worry. And so Brahman goes to Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Being, and explains this situation to him. And Vishnu, in his supremacy, just simply nods, as if to say, don't worry, I'll look after this. So the next day comes, and Indra is within his palace, and Vishmakarma is working on one of the new pools, at which point a little blue boy approaches the gates. And he has this curious glowing white mark on his forehead, and he shines with this divine radiance. And everyone in the city begins to come out in order to see this auspicious little blue boy. And so the boy moves through the city and eventually finds his way to the company of Indra. And Indra greets the boy and welcomes him and offers him condolences in the form of food and gifts and so forth. And, and then Indra asks the boy and says, Where have you come from? And what is it that you're interested in here? And the little blue boy, he says, Well, I've heard tell that you are building a greater city than any Indra before you. And I've come to give it a once-over, and indeed, this is so. At which point Indra begins to laugh. He says, oh, are there many Indras before me, little boy? I'm immortal, and I'm the king of all this universe. There are no other Indras but me. I am the only one. And so the boy nods and smiles and says, oh, perhaps. But consider this, he says. Vishnu sleeps on the cosmic serpent, and as he sleeps, he dreams. And Brahman projects out his dream. And within that dream, there is always an Indra. But an Indra only lives for 84,000 years. And so over a period of 84,000 years, Indra dies and is replaced by another. And this takes place 28 times until the last 28th Indra dies at which point Brahman closes his eyes and the universe ends. He says, I have seen the dissolution of innumerable cosmoses, universes into infinitude of space and time. I have witnessed their dreadful dissolution at the hands of Lord Shiva. How they are created and destroyed, created again and destroyed, round and round for eternity. He says, there are members in your court who are perhaps willing to count all the grains of sand on all the beaches of the world, or to number all the raindrops which fall from the sky. But who would be willing to count all those Brahmins, let alone all those Indras? And Indra disheveled, sits back in his throne, and he doesn't quite know what to say. At which point, a little parade of ants marches through the court, and the boy laughs. And when he laughs, his laughter sounds like the rolling of thunder on the hillside. And Indra sees the boy laughing and says, why did you laugh? And the boy says, don't ask unless you want to be hurt. This is a secret 
held only for the yogis. And Indra says, I asked, tell me. So the boy smiles, points to the ants, and says, Former Indras all. Through the work of virtues, they have all, in one lifetime or another, risen to the position of being an Indra, seated upon the throne of dominion in the universe. And then they think, oh, how good am I? And becoming proud, they die and go right back down to the bottom. And so Vishnu now reveals himself as Vishnu through this little boy, at which time an old man comes into the room and he sits down between Vishnu and Indra. And Vishnu again is, is the little boy. So the old man sits down and he doesn't say anything. And so Vishnu begins to ask this old man the questions which are on Indra's mind. He says, where do you come from? What is your name? And this old man has this curious circle of hairs on his chest. And he asks him, he says, what's the meaning of this curious circle of hairs that you have around your chest? And so the old man says, well, my name's Harry. I don't come from anywhere because I don't have a house. I just carry this leaf with me and that shelters me from the rain. He says, I have no wife, no children, and no home, no livelihood. I live off of alms and gifts, because life is short. You're only here for such a short time. What's the sense in building a house? And he says, as for this curious circle of hairs on my chest, he says, it's funny. Every time an Indra dies, one hair falls out. Half the hairs are gone. Eventually, they'll all be gone. Life's short. Why build a house? And so silently, Indra sits there, looking at these two, and he's beginning to realize what's really happening and what's really going on. And so the old man explains, he says, I simply spend my time in the worship of Vishnu's lotus feet. Now within Hinduism, it's a beautiful symbol, the representation of Vishnu's lotus feet. And the way that they describe this is that Vishnu, the Supreme Lord, is beyond our mind's ability to comprehend. We can't comprehend Lord Vishnu. We can't comprehend the Supreme Deity. So the only thing that we can experience is the impression that he makes on the edge of space and time. So this is represented as his feet, the footprints of Vishnu, pressed against the edge of creation. And this is the only thing that we, as sentient beings within the field of space and time, can really comprehend, because the mystery of eternity is vastly beyond anything that anyone can imagine. And so this old crotchety man says, that's all I spend my time in, is in the worship of Vishnu's lotus feet. At which point both the boy and the old man disappear. The little boy returns to the city of Vishnu being the Supreme Lord himself, and it turns out that the old man turns to Mount Kailash because he too is Lord Shiva. So at this time, both Vishnu and Shiva came down into the court of Indra to humble this old Vedic deity. And Indra, having gone through this experience, says, I don't want to do anything to do with any of this, he says. You know, so he passes the kingdom on to his son, and he says, I'm quitting this business of being the Indra, being the king of the universe, and I'm going to the forest, and I'm going to meditate on the lotus feet of Vishnu. At this point, Indra's wife is quite upset, and she explains to uh, Indra's spiritual teacher, 
You know, you can't have him run off into the forest and meditate like this. He has responsibilities. He has a job to do. He's Indra, for God's sakes. And so the, his spiritual guide comes to him and he writes him a book on love. He explains, you know, I've already written you a book on war. Now I'll write you one on love and how you can meditate on the power and majesty of Vishnu through the relationship that you have with your wife. That's to say that in the role of being an Indra, you can meditate on and realize levels of spiritual understanding through the events of life, through the menial day-to-day -day motions of your everyday living, you can encounter the mystery of eternity. And so this lovely story is an example of how vast the cosmology of Hinduism is and how deep and broad their ideas can be. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Please comment down below and thanks for watching. Thanks for stopping by. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share.